going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany, right here on the Mayo Media Network. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. And since you're here, please smash the like button, as our buddy Pat Mayo says. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, leave it there in the YouTube section. It is time for the Prize Picks play of the day. We got our guy Cecil Peters hanging by in a little bit, and it's Masters Week, so. Maybe get a golf pick out of him on the way out. Only five games on the ice tonight and an early one between the Oilers and the Senators. And that's where we're going to start here with the prize picks. Uh, follow the link in the description for a 100% first deposit match of up to $100 promo code in that link, prizepicks.com. You can mix a match across all the sports that you love, and they're all going on right now. It's a fun time to be a sports fan for sure. So I was looking at prizepicks.com, and I, I know I've talked to you guys a lot about the same players. So I left the abs guys off the board. As I said on Monday, if you want to take them, by all means, take them. They're good plays every single time they touch the ice. But Leon Drysettle here at 4.1 is a little low, uh, slightly. When you look at Edmonton and what they've done against Ottawa this season, they've won all seven matchups outscoring them 29 to 15, 29 goals in seven games. Dreisaitl has seven goals and 17 points, 17 points in seven games. He had one game where he had six apples. Absolutely crazy. 22 shots on goal over that span. You look at the Senators overall as a team, five and five for 60 minutes, according to our friends at natural Statric, not great, but since the Mar- since the first of March, the third most shot attempts, the second most shots, 3.3 goals against per 60 minutes is number one in the NHL fourth, most high danger chances allowed and the sixth most scoring chances allowed. So uh, easily taking dry cell here at 4.1. You can consider McDavid as well. And then the next guy here is Andre Kopitar. We've talked about him a lot on this show. Just the disrespect. Uh, the fantasy point total here is at three. Eight goals and 40 points in 37 games this season. A little bit quiet lately. He's gone through a bit of a cold spell, but he does have points in three of his last four games. Seven shots in his last two. Not a big volume shooter, but an assist in four shots in his last game against Arizona also had a block in there. You get half a point for a block and he's cleared three points in three of his past four and all four games against the Yotes this season. So Kopitar may seem like a risky play, but I'm taking the over on three check out prizepicks.com for the latest. Let's bring in Cecil Peters at Cecil Peters. Check out his YouTube page as well. Give him picks all the time. Happy Wednesday, man. Welcome. Yeah, it's going good. I think last time I was on here, it was about minus 20 and blowing snow outside. And today it's supposed to be plus 20 and there's nothing blowing around. So we're calling it a win and giving some hockey picks. Man, has it been that long? Holy crap. Yeah, minus 20 and blowing. It was cold here the other day, too. The golf course uh, here out east opened up and then closed within hours because it was snowing, freezing rain and it was about minus 10. So uh, not fun. But yeah, you and I are going to give some picks. As I mentioned, it's Masters Week, so you're always in tune with golf, but I know you're, you're super excited this time of the year as well. Like I said, it's just fun to be a, a sports fan this time of the year with everything happening. It was a weird time this time last year. It's a weird time still, but last year was a little bit more strange this time of the year. Let's start yeah, with the weird sense. time, but a little more, little, little more normal this time around. Yeah. So luckily, I don't, have, I don't do the baseball like you do, so I got a little more free time to pay attention to hockey and golf. So yeah, I got that perfect. going for me. Yeah, there's lots of baseball happening here on Mayo Media Network, as I'm sure you guys are, are well aware, the viewers and the listeners. Lots of great info uh, every single day, really. I know Garen's on here three times a week, and then Big John from FTN checking in as well. But you and I are going to talk some hockey. We'll bring in Matty Best throughout, get his thoughts on his Leafs, and a goalie that cannot be stopped. But first, we're going to start with Edmonton and Ottawa. This game's early. It's 5 p.m. Eastern. It is not on the main slate for DraftKings, so only four games to talk about on the way out. But... As I mentioned, Ottawa's really struggled with Edmonton this season. Uh, they've been outscored 29-15. to 15. They've lost all seven matchups. They're home, home dogs here today. 
plus 155, 23 and 18 against the spread, 13, 22 and four. The total is six. Edmonton minus 182, 23, 14 and two. Is this just as easy as Edmonton or puck line? Do you feel like Ottawa could be a potential puck line dog here tonight or taking them at home or like what, what's your initial thoughts when you see these two teams play? Because man, we've had, we have a long sample size now Cecil and it just, it hasn't been good for the Sens. Yeah. So there's two things at play here for me. I think if you look at Edmonton, there's kind of two ways that they're coming into this game, right? They're coming into this game with their record against Ottawa where they obliterate them every game, get six, seven goals every game. But then they're also coming in where they've struggled in their last five games. I think since mid-March, they're generating less shot attempts than any team in the league. But when you look at the teams they've been playing, they play Calgary, who's not very good right now, but they play really slow. They play Montreal, who just has Edmonton's number. And they play Toronto, who seems to have Edmonton's number as well. So they've had some tough matchups of late. And it seems for Edmonton lately, anytime they're in a bit of a slump, Ottawa's the cure. And Ottawa's (laughs) probably going to be the cure again. So it's hard to see them losing. And you're getting them at minus 182, I think it is now, where early in the year I think it was minus 230 you'd have to bet on Edmonton so I think their recent slump has helped that number I'm obviously not betting on the Oilers because I'll never bet on the Oilers (laughs) but it's really hard to paint a picture where they don't win this game is that the you know the battle of Alberta in you is that is that what it is you just stay clear of the Oilers or also they're they are inconsistent to your point they've been brutal lately the Leafs and the Habs have had their way, in particular, shutting down McDavid and Drysaddle, both of those guys. We talked about it on Monday. And, and if it wasn't for the Sens, we'd just be talking about the Oilers being an overrated team again this year, I think. Yeah, exactly. But for the purposes of tonight, it is the Sens. So it doesn't matter what you do against Toronto. It doesn't matter what you do against Montreal. They're playing Ottawa tonight. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're not on the main DraftKings slate because every time they are, like you said, the battle of Alberta and me, I refuse to play these guys. And sometimes it pays off. It's paid off the last few weeks because they haven't been playing well. But every time they play Ottawa, it's five points for McDavid, five points for Dreisaitl, three points for Newton Hopkins. So, yeah, I like your call on Dreisaitl with the 4.1 on prize picks. That seems way too low given the opponent. And, yeah, it's just it's too hard to paint a scenario where Ottawa can compete with them in this game. Yeah, especially when you look at prize picks and you see other guys like, um, I'm just bringing it up again, but I'm pretty sure McDavid was 5.5. Like, that's obviously pretty high, but, you know, you give him the matchup, right? He's getting the respect. He's 5.1. Matthews is 5.5. Like, there's no reason that Drysaddle shouldn't be 5 or 5.1, yeah. right? It just, it has to be their last four or five games. Like, McKinnon, or, sorry, McKinnon. McDavid's got five shots, I think, in his last four games alone. So these guys just aren't getting a ton of chances but they're playing the teams that know how to shut them down and now they're playing a team that doesn't know how to right yeah so i'm looking at uh, some props from this game it's crazy i I would never do this but i wanted to bring it up that mcdavid to get a point is minus 385 which is crazy dry settle is 360 but to get two points to your point earlier lots of points in here um mcdavid minus 107 for two points but Dry settle plus 110 for two points. That's that's not a bad little prop that I can get behind. I think, Cecil, I would rather do that than take the over on McDavid shots or the over on dry settle shots. Or or a guy that seems to burn us a lot on this show, I don't know how you feel about him, is Brady Kachuk. He hasn't been shooting as much lately, but every time he comes up on this show or FTN subs bring him up, I, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's okay. But, you know, when I seem to put money on him to get three or four shots, it does not happen. So he's just off. My yeah, list. I don't know how you yeah. Feel. he's just I think it's just the young inconsistency in him, right? Like Brady Kachuk's gonna be an awesome player, 
he is yeah. an awesome player right now. Yeah. He's going to be an even better player three to four years down the road, but he'll go through hot stretches where he gets nine shots a game. And then he'll go through cold stretches where he gets two or three. So um, I'm not sure who Edmonton's starting in that. If they are starting Koskinen, which against Ottawa probably isn't the worst place to get him in. Good call. Then I would maybe look to Brady to get some points, but. Yeah, it is the first of a back-to-back. Um, so yeah, we could see Koskinen. Let's bring in Matty Best. What do you think, Matty, about um, the Oilers' potential puck line in on the Sens? What do you think about the shot props? Uh, you're going to hit me with the Oilers' money line here. I think that's my play. Out of all the shot props, I don't, I can't go back to Brady Kachuk. There was a time on this show where I went after him like three times over like six shows, and he hit all the other times that I actually went in on him. Or I didn't go in on him, and he completely whiffed the times I went in on him. So I stay away from him, and he joins Barkoff on that list too. But yeah, uh, Oilers uh, money line is right. Barkoff again last night too. Don't touch. I don't touch him. You're welcome. Everyone is welcome that I don't touch Barkoff anymore. <laughs> had a couple of nice goals. That was an entertaining game between the the Panthers and the Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, he had the three shots. A lot of guys are hitting in that game. Um, Vetrano is a guy that we've talked about. He's been plus money. He's been shooting the puck a lot. But, yeah, no Panthers tonight, so we'll stop talking about yeah. him. I think I'm, I'm in on that plus 110 for a two-point night. I, I, I don't know if I can – like, I. what you said, Cecil, is spot on with just their play lately. I don't know if I can put my money on the puck line. It's probably just get involved maybe uh, with some parlays and, and whatnot. If it, I am in on the under for now. I know it's scary. Only if – it is Mike Smith because I think he could do enough to shut the door. And if it's like a four one that will get there, but that's a bet. I would just, I'm going to circle back maybe closer to puck drop when we get some goalie confirmation, the game is a little bit earlier. So, you know, the total is probably a little bit scary considering yeah. what, what the, what the Oilers have done to the Sens. Any final words here in this game? You want to move on? Yeah. I mean, I just, I'll be smiling if the senators <laughs> can just beat the wheels off the Oilers, but I just don't see it being that right. realistic. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, they've had a hard year. They've hung around with teams, but uh, it's hey, they beat Cal- they beat Calgary every time. They can beat Calgary. They can beat Montreal. They, they can, can beat, beat Toronto. Montreal. So yeah, weird, really weird. But they can't uh, beat the Oilers. All right, Habs and Leafs. Leafs uh, back home minus one forty three, fifteen and twenty four against the spread. Twenty six, ten and three. Kind of running away with the North here. The total is six, seventeen, nine and nine. Montreal road dogs plus 125 17 and 18 it feels like forever since these two teams have played but the Leafs yeah up at the top 55 points Jets 49 Oilers 48 and the Habs 43 they've played four fewer games than Toronto but what you and I and Maddie talked before we got on the show and what we've been talking about a lot here is Jack Campbell um, soupy as Maddie likes to call him 9-0, 1.53 goals against average, and 9.44 save percentage, and two shutouts. We're going to get Jake Allen tonight. It's a first of a back-to-back for the Canadians. They're, in, they're uh, back home against the Jets tomorrow. Probably going to get Jake Allen again in that one, too. Price is hurt. Gallagher's hurt. A lot of depth, though, in this Canadian team. I think they'll be fine. I'll let you take it away, Cecil. What do you think, man? Toronto's playing really good, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Yeah, and you talk about depth and Montreal obviously has the depth, which we've talked about a bunch, to kind of withstand a few injuries. It sucks when it's a top guy like Brendan Gallagher. I think that injury hurts a little more than Price just because Jake Allen can fill in pretty seamlessly as long as it's not too long-term. It looks like Kotkaniemi is going to get the first shot up there in Gallagher's spot, which I'm interested to see play out because he's kind of a younger, Mm -hmm. smaller, skinnier. He hasn't kind of developed that strength yet, so I don't know if he can go to the hard areas like Gallagher does, but... I think he's going to be a good value on DFS. And then as on the Toronto side, you're really seeing 
now that they're fully healthy, how deep this roster is. Like when they're healthy, they have four lines that can go. They have three defense pairings that can go. And they've got the goaltending figured out right now. So who knows how long that'll last. I know Jack Campbell gave up three goals last time out, but they scored five. So didn't really matter. Yeah, I didn't. I, you're, you're, I'm really interested in Kakanemi as well. Because, yeah, he's going to play wing, right wing, which I, said, I think he said before he's played a little bit um, you know, over in Finland, but he's also going to have to go up against Matthews tonight because they're going to line match. They're going to have to try, they're going to try to get to know and Tatar up against the Matthews line. I don't know how long it's going to last, to be honest. I think we'll see halfway through that game that maybe it's Paul Byron up there. That's, that's how it, you know, it happened in the last game when Gallagher left, it was Byron up there and he's a little bit more of a defensive player not as much as a, a liability I agree with you I think Kakanemi you know going into the corners it's not going to be the same sort of deal as Gallagher but I also agree with you that he could be a nice little DFS punt play uh, some value there to start the game up top on the first line to get power play time there there is something to be said there let's bring in best and he's going to talk up Campbell but it's warranted uh, what do you think here Maddie? Uh Campbell's a pretty good goaltender am I right with him uh if Campbell does start then yeah I'm all over this Leafs money line um if wow my goodness why can't I remember Hutchinson starts then yeah, I Yeah easy on, to forget his name right Yeah then there's I'm, a there's then a good I'm, reason for that Yeah <laughs> I try to block him out completely after he fooled everybody for the first couple games where he looked pretty good um if Hutch does start then I'm all over the Habs money line here but, really, um, it's that 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 would be that big of a difference for you. I've never been so terrified watching a goaltender in my life. I get it. He's not a very good goalie. Um, what do you think about an Alex Galchenyuk revenge game? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> my goodness. You know, I had to ask. Yeah, I mean, he's what well, we said on Monday. He's playing really good. I know he's going to be fired up. There's no question he's going to be fired up for this game. He's he's stopped. He's been around um, the block over the past couple of years, but this is where it all started for him in Montreal. Yeah, I, maybe a revenge. Sure, I I lean the under here. The Habs have been playing super tight, really tight defensively, and so have obviously the. And so is Toronto, yeah. Yeah. yeah so exactly. the total here at six, I think the under. For me, is the play. I've been I've been hammering the under for Habs games for for a while now. Didn't get it on the other night. Was the we got the two against the Oilers. We got one of the two against the Sens. There was just a lot of sloppiness in that in that second matchup between Ottawa and Montreal. But I like the under here, especially if Campbell's going to go. And Jake Allen's been fine. I mean, a nine two nine nine two two. He's been better. Percentage. He's been better yeah. than Price. So he actually has been. Yeah. yeah, he's been more consistent. A two two three goals against average. So we're on board yeah. here with the under six. Yeah, just wait, just wait for the goalies to be confirmed because Michael Hutchinson can come in and he can just fucking blow the over in <laughs> one period. So I would wait. On, what, I would wait on that, but you as never a know. Habs guy, I want to see Soupy. I want to see Campbell yeah. here tonight. I want to see where Montreal stands with how good he's been and how great Toronto has been. So um, come on, give him. Give, yeah. I think it's gonna give, be Campbell. I, I'm excited for uh, your series of messages to me as this game goes on <laughs> or my messages to you with me freaking the hell out. If uh, yeah. Hutch yeah. starts. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're going to sit back with your feet up and your hands behind the head, right? I mean, it's a little bit more intense for Montreal, even though Calgary and Vancouver are, are making it pretty easy on the Canadians to potentially get into the playoffs lately. But uh, I like the under couldn't find to fully shot props over the past couple of days, but he is here. Finally, two and a half over on DK. 
uh man see so we had some fun on monday there was some random shot props at william hill like dustin brown was one and a half kyle connor was one and a half like they just made a bunch of mistakes yeah if you can and, get the ones it's the ones are nice usually you only get the ones on guys like i see ones on ryan Getzlaff, dylan strom yeah but yeah if you can get if you can get one and a half on a guy like tyler tyler Tafoli, that's that's as close to a lock as you'll get yeah, and they took him down pretty quickly, of course. But, yeah, like Matt Grizzlick, uh, there's another defenseman there. I'm Provorov was one and a half. But I'm just take a quick look. Again, our free prop shop uh, over and, and parlay calculator over at uh, ftnbets.com. You can get the best possible odds. Yeah, William Hill's pretty good, man. Uh, and Bet365 is very similar north of the border. I know you're a cool bets guy, too. Um, but William Hill's two and a half. Minus 135 DK is not bad here at minus 143, two and a half. But um, just shop around and you can do so by checking out ftnbets.com. You really got me on Mitch Marner when you were on the show a while ago. Um, we were talking about the narrative of him being a pass first guy. And he went through this big stretch where he was shooting a lot. Cecil, I know you're racking up some dough taking him. Are you interested at him at all, two and a half, or Austin Matthews, three and a half? No, just because Montreal is one of the better teams at limiting shots against. So Montreal is not a team I like to target for shots against. It just rarely seems to go well. If anything, you can always take Matthews at three and a half because if he decides he's going to have a, a night where he shoots the puck, he'll just shoot it from anywhere. So you can always take Austin Matthews, but I don't usually target guys against Yeah, good Montreal. call. The Habs have allowed the fewest shots against per 60 minutes at five and five. So it's just a matter of the power plays. And that seems to be the difference when Montreal and Toronto play yeah. the special teams, the skilled game, whether there's a four and four, three and three overtime or power plays. Uh, it's usually GG good game. And Toronto's Toronto's been bad on the power play lately. Yeah. But they finally, they finally broke out of it against Calgary last game. Matthew scored on the power play. So I think it's probably going to be one of those scenarios where they finally kind of busted it open. And now they're probably going to get two, three, four goals on the power play to get the chances. So Montreal stay out of the box. Yeah, stay out of the box or you're going to lose. All right, so yeah. we've we've come to the conclusion, the under, that the least probably is the play, uh, but under for me for sure. Next matchup here, Vegas and St. Louis. Uh, Cecil, we said on Monday, you know, Vegas, they were about, I think, the same, actually, around minus 148. We took them on the money line, and they had their way with the Blues pretty easily, a 6-1 win. Man, St. Louis absolutely struggling. All three of us talked uh, about Bennington before uh, he didn't even get the start in that game st louis not even in a playoff spot they're fifth in the west 16 16 and six five points back of the coyotes they're plus 128 at home 10 and 28 against the spread i mean i'm going right back to vegas here i i don't know cecil what's going on with st louis money puck put out a, a graphic there last night that you know they're one of the worst teams at five and five in the entire league, uh, expected goals against through the roof. They're not scoring any goals. They're two seven and one in their last ten. They've lost seven straight games. Do they get a W here against Vegas? I, I mean, I don't know how this team doesn't score goals. They played Anaheim and they played, I think, Ryan Miller and Anthony Stollers, and they put probably eighty shots on the board. I and I think they got two goals, and then so that kills your confidence. And then your next three, I guess, I guess your next four games, including tonight, Colorado, Colorado, Vegas, Vegas, and obviously. <laughs> Colorado does whatever they want yeah. and now they're playing Vegas and Vegas kind of in a slump of their own partially due yeah. to suspensions injuries not having enough players but Vegas struggled a bit against Minnesota and then they come in their top line still not scoring and they spank St. Louis six to one and they didn't even get any production from the top guys it was 
It was Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar and guys like that carrying the team. Thomas Nosek, who's Nosek, he's got points in like nine or 12 games. I know. He's so Vegas is getting scoring up and down the lineup right now. Their first line's not scoring, but it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so I don't see how St. Louis busts out of the slump against Vegas. And the thing about Vegas, too, even when you're playing them back to back, you're playing them a couple times in three nights. You're, not, you're getting a backup goalie who's one of the top five goalies in the league, and then you're getting a starter who's a top five goalie in the league, so there's no break. And you're not busting out of a scoring slump against Marc-Andre Fleury. No, yeah, you're not. I, the no-sick thing is hilarious. I know, I've seen all the points, and there was one game where he got robbed like two or three times. Or yeah, and Kolasar, too. Kolasar should have scored. He got robbed by Cam Talbot, and then the next shift, he had an even better chance, and he just like fluffed it in, and Cal- Talbot was able to reach back with a stick and grab it in. I mean, everybody is rightfully saying oh, that's an amazing save by Talbot, but buddy, at some time you got to put your head down and bury the puck. <laughs> Muddypuck.com, here it is. Um, so credit to them. Worst 10 teams in the league according to their power rankings. And no, they, they include, you know, save percentage, share, power play time, expected goals, um, you know, both ways, unblocked shot attempts, power score. They got St. Louis dead last. 31. And they're getting everybody back, right? Like Colin Pareko's coming back. They got Tarasenko back. Like if there was any time for them to start playing, it was two weeks ago. And that's when they just, I don't know if they just need to be more of an underdog and they need to have to fight for it. But now you got Tarasenko on your third line, unless they switch that back up. They got, they have three lines that should be able to score. Robert Thomas is back and they just can't do anything against anybody. Yeah, it's super strange. Hoffman was a scratch there the other night, and then he got a goal. But, yeah, it's I can't put my money on St. Louis to turn it around. Yeah, they've lost 12 yeah. of 14. So, But I, I do think this is a great spot for some of the Vegas guys to bounce back, right? So if you look at the boss score last game, you'd say, oh, 6-1. Okay, Patch Reddy finally started scoring against Stone did, but they didn't. No. But what happens tonight is you get Chandler Stevenson back off of his suspension, and he's not – a big offensive guy he's not a playmaking center but just the way he plays it seems to work for stone and patcheretti so i think patcheretti who we usually take for shot props all the time yeah he's like six on the team in shots in the last four games marchiso's got more than him theodore and petrangelo i think have 16 and 13 shots in the last four games so that's where they're getting their offense from but i think now that stevenson's back the lines i'm assuming will go back to normal i would expect a big night from patcheretti here yeah, I like it too. I was actually thinking about him on the prize picks and I was looking at the game log like you and the shots haven't been there. The points haven't been there. He was bumped off the first PP. Yeah, that but, was brutal. That was yeah. a bad call. Yeah. I mean, like, Riley, especially on. for a guy like Riley Smith, who's having a, a year where he's struggling and Patrick, right. he's got so much chemistry with Mark Stone. So they did put him back on the first yeah. power play last game. So I feel better about going to him now. Totally. Yeah, I would agree with you. I still like Marsha. So we've been giving him out. Two and a half shots, uh, not bad price here. Again, William Hill is going to give you the the best odds at minus 133. Uh, DK is sitting here at minus 155. uh, Yeah, and I think he's got 15 in his last four games, so averaging well above that. Yeah, he's cleared it in four straight. There's a stretch there uh, a couple weeks ago. He had eight against the Blues, and then the very next night he had – or he had eight against the Kings the very next night. He had seven against the blue. So he's been a little bit better lately too, but you're right. Riley Smith has been awful. This guy has been really bad. And to, I, I was really puzzled with that, that switch, but it's nice to see patch back on that top unit and get behind all that stuff. Um, yeah. Vegas for sure. Maddie, you're, you agree, right? We talked about this last time. Like we get Vegas at those odds. 
no matter who they're playing, but now they're playing a struggling Blues team. Yeah, when I was building these graphics, this instantly locked in as just my favorite bet of the night. Vegas money line here just seems it doesn't even f- seem trappy at this line. It just seems like does do the books not know how bad St. Louis has been? Because that's what it honestly feels like here. Uh, I like the over too. Five and a half. I actually like that. I think the Golden Knights can give us four on their own. You just need the Blues to hit two. Um, yeah, me- and, and Flurry's been good, but he has been letting in more goals than he did early in the year. So you can count on yeah. a couple goals, I guess, for Flurry now. Yeah, I think uh, the recency bias needs to be shifted onto Flurry now. And it's just like he's not as phenomenal as he was to start the season. Which he's yeah. still playing well, but he's not going to go out there and give you like a 38, 39 save shutout performance anymore on the regular. He's here yeah. to give up a couple goals, even against a struggling Blues team. Um, I do like the puck line too for the Golden Knights. I think there's enough uh, recency that I can happily go lay a puck line bet on the Golden Knights. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago when the Blues won, they were like the worst team in the league. When they won the cup, they were the worst team in the league at one point. I remember talking about them at the Athletic. They were 33-1 to to win the Stanley Cup, and a few of us, uh, we hit that bet. But this doesn't seem like they had made the coaching change at that point, and Bennington was so strong in goal. It's when he came on. I remember his first game was a shutout, and then he just he led them into this run where they're just not getting the goaltending, and they're not scoring. So it's it's really tough. Let's move on. There was a time where Colorado was 8-1, to 9-1 to win the cup. I just checked them this morning. They are plus uh, 350. <laughs> they are absolutely yeah. just cruising, man. Uh, they got Minnesota tonight in Mini, who's been really strong at home this season. They're plus 163, 20-17 against the spread, 23-12 and 2. The Avs minus 190, 16-22 against the spread. They've won 13-15. of 15. They have points in 15 straight games. See, so I was looking up. I know there's a lot of, of hockey people who are tweeting about what the Avs have done since March 1st and goals and, and all that, but I just wanted to take a look at the – the shot attempts, the yeah. shot attempts since That's March first, one thousand seventy three at five and five, six hundred seventy six against. The shots five ninety one, three fifty six against. By the way, they lead both shot attempts and shots. It's not even close. Uh, the shots against three fifty six. Boston and Montreal have allowed fewer. They play, but they played two hundred fewer minutes, and that's that was at five and five. This is all strengths. 1,300 shot attempts, 898 against, 766 shots, 491 against. They are just dummying absolutely everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody, man. It is crazy. The 5-4 win against Minnesota the last time out was probably one of their closest and hard-fought games in a while. And it should have been 5-3. Th- it, it was way close. The score was way closer than the game was. Colorado, especially the second period, they dominated. They put it away. I know Minnesota scored with like – 30 yeah, like, seconds left on the power play to make it close, but the game wasn't that close. Colorado, and I know you say they're having their way with everybody, which is true, but Minnesota in particular, it just seems that they've got Minnesota figured out. Even when Minnesota comes in when they're playing really well, I think it was about mid-March where Colorado put up almost 60 shots against yeah. them, and that was when Minnesota was playing well. Minnesota came in off some wins. They, just, they can beat everybody but Colorado right now. Like Minnesota can play Vegas, and they can play them tight, and they can win but they can't beat Colorado. No, they can't. You're dead on. It was, I got it brought, I got it right here. It was the mid-March, like you said, it was the back-to-back games, 5-1 and 6 nothing. And yeah, they put like 60 shots on goal. On and then they did it again the next night. That's the crazy thing. Because a lot of these games, you'll see the second game, the teams will figure it out. But Minnesota against, anybody against Colorado, except for maybe Vegas, they can't figure them out. No, 
They can't. Um, yeah. And the tough thing for Minnesota right now, I think, is Colorado's second line finally started scoring last night. So they had been cold for a bit, but the third line was making up for it, right? Nachushkin, yeah. Tyson Yost, uh, I think Don Scoy's on that yeah. third line. Yeah. They've been scoring a ton. So you kind of forget about the second line. Well, Brandon Saad scored a couple games ago. Burakovsky scored yesterday. I think my favorite goal prop today would be Nazem Kadri. He's got shots, I think four shots in three straight games. He's playing well. You kind of see this with him from time to time. He gets cold. He doesn't score for a while. He starts piling up shots. He gets frustrated that he's not scoring, so he just shoots the puck from everywhere. And all of a sudden, the puck starts going in, and he'll probably score two or three. So I like Kadri a lot. I like Kadri a lot, too. I think it was a great call. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Yeah, four shots in three straight games. Yeah, he hasn't scored in a while since March 22nd. Yeah, uh, but he, he starts, does like he to doesn't shoot. score, he does this. He starts shooting the puck. He'll have a fucking 10-shot game at some point. I think he did it. I can't remember. It was probably a month or two ago. He hadn't been scoring for a while, but he'd been shooting. He got 10 shots in the game. I think he had eight shots in the game. And then all of a sudden he scores, and then he doesn't stop scoring for a few nights. Yeah, I like Kadri. I like uh, McKinnon three and a half. I like Randon two and a half. Too bad you know you can't parlay these guys in same game parlays and stuff. But I think Kadri may be the play um, out of all of them. But you know you can have some fun and mix around with those guys. Yeah, yeah I mean Colorado. I mean, seriously, like I'm not I'm not going to bet against them. That's for sure. Like th- there's no chance, Matt. Yeah, Avs, your puck line in this? No, uh, I don't. I don't bet against the Avs. That's almost a written <laughs> rule for me. Uh, I'm not going to puck line it because Minnesota's been sneaky good all year, and yeah. they, I still think at they don't get too. enough respect for what they've been doing. Plus, their ATS record at 20 and 17 also speaks to them covering a lot of these plus one and a halfs. Um, I'm almost talking myself into taking the Wild Out plus one and a half, but I'm not going to do that. The Avs money line is where I'll be having my money at in just a few parlays. And for shot props, I'm not sold on Kadri like you guys are. That doesn't mean I don't think it's a bad play. I'll just go to Old Faithful and Nathan McKinnon, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he- going to get his five shots. He's And yeah. he's just on a tear right now. He shoots against Minnesota every single time they play. I mean, and on draft kicks too, like just play that whole line. Don't be the idiot who decides to fade that line. Don't play Matthews over McKinnon. Just play McKinnon, play Landeskog, play Rantanen. And definitely play Landeskog because you'll see it all the time. People will play McKinnon, they'll play Rantanen. And they leave, if they leave one guy off, it's always Landeskog. And, and the why is that? Because he's getting the there. It's always Landeskog. He's always the cheapest. And every time they leave him, every time everybody leaves him off, he's the guy that gets two goals. It doesn't like he doesn't quite sense. get the shot. Yeah, he doesn't get the shot volume, but he's the guy no. who scores the dirty goals. Yeah, he gets His the assists on the power right play. In front he's of the there. net on yeah. the PP. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I I think we went on a rant a couple weeks ago about. That. And he's always too cheap. He's like he's seven. I think he's seven K tonight. Seven K. Seven six. They're all too cheap. McKinnon's the cheapest he's been on DraftKings in like a month and a half. And he <laughs> against Minnesota. I think I wrote it down. He's got like twenty-seven and a half points, nineteen and a half points, sixteen and a half points in the last three games. And now he's the cheapest price he's, I mean, granted it's 8,600, it's not cheap, but it's the cheapest he's been in a month and a half. Yeah, look at this, 8, 9, he's 9, on a heater. 9, 9, 8, 7, 8, 8, 9, 9, 2, 9, 1, and then 8, 7. Yeah, he's on a heater. He's He's yeah. got he's got four goals over. He doesn't not get there. Even if he only gets one assist, he never doesn't do anything. There was one game he played, I think it was against Anaheim a few weeks ago, where he didn't do much, but all of a sudden, end of the first period, the guy's got three blocks already so even when he's not getting shots it's like he's always going to find a way to be in the mix and what i like about that line too is that they really they play them a lot like they're they get double shifted quite often 
power yeah. plays. And they play uh, the, even when they're even when they're winning and they're winning big. They get they don't get they, the 22, they, 23 minutes. But when they get a power play and they're up five two, guess who's going out? McKinnon's yeah. going out. And I it's I, probably him. He's probably telling the coach like, buddy, I got to get some points. Like I got to catch Drysaddle. I got to catch McKinnon. Like get me on the ice. There was one game, I think it was the Arizona game maybe where they had a five on three late. Maybe, yeah, I can't remember what game it was, but it was a five on three. They're up like four or five goals. And I'm like, there's no way they put out McKinnon. And out comes the first power. They only gave him a minute. Usually they'd get the full two, but they only gave him a yeah. minute, but they put him out there. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times we've actually had to sweat uh, Miko Rain and shot prop. And it's like, ah, he they're up two or three yeah. goals and they're not going to get out there. But sure enough, yeah. he hops over the boards on the power play. Like you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah or you I'd got like, them in overtime one, that one time. That's where right. I think he was he at two, one. And then he, all two in he gets two. He gets two in <laughs> overtime. Yeah. yeah it was great. You got chirp from that. Like, Oh, you sweated that one out. Good pick. It's like, Hey bud, come on. It worked right. out. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those guys like them all. Yeah. You mentioned the heater. I mean, nine points over a 16 point streak, multiple points over that span as well. Uh, two point games. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't understand the Landeskog uh, pricing. It's been like that over on FanDuel too. He's been a bit of a discount and it's Rang been like that two. for two years. Like, it's not like this is a new thing. It's like yeah. they decided, ah, we can't put all these guys at eight. So well, we'll stick Landy down at seven. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Randon should be above eight. Like, he, I, I think he's been around eight a couple times, but seven, seven, no matter who they're playing, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. The abs are legit. They're great. Uh, shot props, just the, all the volume that they have. That's why we like all these guys for, for the shot props. Yeah. Um, and if you need a cheap goaltender on DraftKings, don't be scared to play the Minnesota guys because they can let in five goals and lose yes. and still get 15, 16 points. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, just the other night, it was, uh, well, they, Cam Talbot had the both wins against the victor uh, against the uh, Vegas, but there was a night where he lost. Yeah, it, right he gave here, up five lost. goals and he had like twenty DraftKings points. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and his last loss was uh, or his second last loss against the Sharks. He had thirty six saves and still ended up with twenty DK points. So yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Seven two or seven three for Cam Talbot, and they've been riding him. Uh, one more game, we'll get to DK. Arizona and LA, uh, the total here, five and a half. Uh, LA really just, um, they're struggling um, lately. They, they went through this stretch where they're playing really good hockey, but they've lost three straight. They have three wins in their last 10. They're at home, minus 114. Arizona, minus 103, 19 and 20 against the spread, 19, 15 and five. The total here is five and a half. So yeah, the Yotes are in a playoff spot right now, man. Um, good luck to them if they get in, having to play yeah. Colorado in the first round. That'd be a quick, quick series. What do you think about this game? This game is a tough one for me to pick because I think the LA's the favorite, which I don't think is correct, but I do think LA wins the game just because they lost last game. It's the rematch factor we've talked about before. And they're right. I mean, they should be rightfully pissed that they lost that game yesterday or two nights ago, because I'm not sure if you were watching it. The three, it was a three, one goal, the three, nothing goal, whatever one it was, the hat trick goal for bunting was mm-hmm a mile offside like they showed the replay it was beyond clear that it was offside they called it a goal on the ice la was rightfully i mean they were pissed i think that i actually i think that was the goal that made it four to one and kind of put the game out of reach um la played them pretty evenly other than the power play where they gave up three goals so i think if they can stay out of the box they'll probably win this game it's probably going to be a dustin brown andre kopitar night i just think that when they're so evenly matched, when it's the rematch, when they got a little bit of extra motivation after losing, I think it's hard to bet against them. But at minus 114, it's also hard to bet for them. So this is probably a game that I don't bet, but I like a lot of these guys for DraftKings. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't think I'll bet it either. Um, I just, it's, it's really tough to call between these two teams. Uh, I think you said it spot on. Bunting is a guy I mean, that I, I picked I sound, up. Yeah, I sound what? like an idiot because I'm saying I think LA is going to win, but I don't think they deserve to be a favorite, which I know doesn't make sense. Well, but it yeah, just, but I, I just, would agree. LA is a favorite doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Um, considering how they played and, you know, you got Arizona. And how Arizona's playing. They're, they're hot yeah, right now. They are hot. Naden Hill has been good in net. Um, yeah, it's just a game that I'm going to stay away from. Like, I don't typically put yeah. money on average teams. And that's what yeah. I think both of these guys, both of these teams are. You mentioned Bunting. I want to bring him up for a second. For those playing in deep, deep, deep fantasy leagues, I watched the game the other night, the hat trick. I watched the one before that against the Ducks. And, man, he looked really good. He played 19-18. I picked him yeah. up in a fan he gets tracks minutes. league. Yeah. He gets minutes. I think he's there to stay. Uh, he's got the four goals and five points, two power play points. He's got 13 shots on goal over the four games. You're playing in bangers leagues with hits. He's got six hits over that span as well. Yeah, fan tracks he's making under a mill, obviously, as a young buck. Um, and he, um, you know, it's it's a deep league ad. Uh, yeah, he was uh, actually he's not even that super young, but a 2014 pick, I believe. And he was, he was playing really well. It's not like some guy that wasn't scoring this year. He was getting a lot of points in the AHL. AHL. Yeah. So um, the one thing I like about Arizona is when they list their lines, they just kind of randomize the order. So this line with Schmaltz, Garland, Bunting was listed as it, they changed it to the first line last game, but for th- two or three games, they were listed as the fourth line. And you look at the lineup, see, so just like Johan Larson's on the first line. And then <laughs> Nick Schmaltz and Connor Garland are on the fourth line. So it helped keep their ownership down, right? Like I had nice. Bunting on DraftKings for the hat trick and he was like 2% owned because according to every site in DraftKings, it was the fourth line, right? So it's a $2,500 fourth line winger. But when you look at it, he's playing 18 minutes a night. He's playing with his line mates on the power play. That line played awesome. Like they were good on the power play. They were good at even strength. And he just gets a ton of shots and he's still only 3,200. Yeah, it's silly. There's no, there's no bunting uh, shot props here, but he's 16 to one for a first goal. That's not bad. We can take, maybe take a shot on that. If you're looking, Uh, I agree with you, Brown, Garland, these guys. Yeah. Interesting to see them on the fourth line when you know, like Garland is. uh, Yeah. Like that's the top. They're playing the most minutes. Yeah. Like those are the guys that are playing the most minutes. They're playing the first power play. And that's another reason why Bunting's doing well. So their power play, if you watch that game, is basically get it to Chichen at the point. Yeah. He takes a nice little shot and they go for rebounds. And that's how they scored two of their goals. So you're getting the Chichen shot, you're getting the assist from him, and you're getting the goal from either Bunting or Schmaltz. I think Schmaltz probably, in a normal game, he maybe would have got one or two of those goals, but the bounces just kind of went to Bunting and he put it in. So I think Schmaltz is a really good play as well. Yeah, I like that. Let's let's transition over to DK. Let's talk about the top of the board here. Uh, Matthews 9K, of course. McKinnon 8.6. We we really already alluded to uh, play these guys. <laughs> They're yeah. absolute studs. Uh, if you're playing but, multiple lineups, have, sure. Have some if you fun. have to pick, if you have to pick, I think it's McKinnon by a mile. I mean, yes. Matthews can go off at any time, but I mean, for four hundred dollars less, McKinnon is he's on a different level. Yeah, and the Canadians have done a decent job against Matthews. Um, yeah, Kopitar 6'3", O'Reilly 5'8", Tavares 5'3", Kadri 5'5", Shen 5'1", William Carlson 4'9", Suzuki 4'6", Dvorak 4'2". So, yeah, I agree. Top of the board, uh, it's Nate, it's it's McKinnon 8'6". Would you, like, if you're putting together five lineups, like how many are you going to have, I think, with Nate? And if you don't have one, Every single one. Every single one? Yeah. Okay. No, for me, and honestly, I, I mean, guys make fun of me because I'm in a five-man with a few guys, and I play the same guys every single night. If Colorado's playing, I play them. 
if Chicago's playing, I play them. Usually if Dallas is playing, I play them. So they're like, wow, you just play the same guys every night, but they just keep working. It keeps working. Right. So, and I always play the full Colorado line. Like you don't mess around. You don't leave a guy off because whoever you leave off, like we said, if it's Landis Gog, that's the guy who gets a couple goals. So I always play all of them and it's almost always works. Yeah. Well, man of course like these guys are because they get shots even if they don't score they still get shots i mean you're not going to win a gpp if they don't score two goals right but they're still getting shots and you're still getting a chance been having uh you know i went through a stretch there where i was i was trying like not trying but i was fading them a little bit and i was playing the don score line and it worked out yeah. but it's you got to hit the other pieces too so yeah I, I think if you're playing, you know, a dozen lineups, maybe, you know, you, the only way that I would go away from them is to go to like line two or because, line yeah, three. Well, that's what I say. It's hard, to, it's hard to play them all. You can't really afford yeah. to play them all. So yeah, I would agree. Like we said, I do think Kadri has a big game. So I, I mean, I'll probably play a line or two with that second line, just because I do think that they're not, not only are they due, but they're finally showing that they're starting to score. And usually when lines like that, especially with guys like Burakovsky, who's streaky, Kadri, who's streaky, they're going to score for a few games in a row. So who's the other, like Schmaltz, 4K? You mentioned him. Schmaltz and Stevenson. So Stevenson obviously missed the three games with the suspension. He was 4,400 at the time he got suspended, and he was playing well. And now they've dropped him to 3,600 for some reason. So um, in cash games, I like Schmaltz or Stevenson, depending on what you need for price. You can play them both with the flex. Um, I just think they're both too cheap and Schmaltz is getting shots too. Like he didn't get a ton of shots last game, but he's got, I think 12 shots in the last four games. He's playing 19 minutes a night. He's playing on that first power play him and bunting are kind of both in front of the net. So when Chichen takes the shot, I mean, the rebound's going to pop to one of those guys. So yeah, I like it over at our guy, Thomas Nosek, 29. Oh yeah. Nosek. Why not? Right. He's, he was getting PP time there like the that, other but, day too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Goodness, what's going on? Uh, okay, wing seven nine for Pacioretty, seven seven, Randon Marner, seven six, Landis Cox, seven to Foley, six seven, Perron, six six, Stone, six two, Kaprizov, six K, Tarasenko, five nine, Garland's there at five eight. Yeah, I think you're really onto something with the Garland and the bunting, and um, yeah, um, yeah, the only thing with them is the, the cat's out of the bag with those guys, so they will be popular, yeah. I would assume. What else are you doing at wing? So the cheap guys, I would say, I mean, everybody's going to say Bunting and Galchenyuk would probably be the cheap guys that you'll go to 32 and 3,100. I like Saad. I like Burakovsky. Um, Burakovsky is a guy that once he gets going, he kind of shoots the puck too. It's hard with these abs guys because you say with all of them, oh, he shoots the puck, he shoots the puck, he shoots the puck. And with most teams, you go, well, they can't all shoot the puck. But with Colorado, eh, they kind of can't. They can put yeah. up 55 shots in the game. So you could make your line with all. You could make a lineup with six Colorado guys if you really wanted to, but I do think the price is good for Patch Reddy. It's going to be hard to fit him in with the Colorado guys, but he's cheaper than he has been. He's got his number one center back, kind of like yeah. we talked about. Those are the two stacks I like in Colorado and Vegas, and I think I'm kind of leaning Arizona. I think you've, you've kind of sold me on them a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, you, you're right. People are going to be on them a bit, but there is some salary relief there. It probably yeah. would be a pretty chalky lineup, Colorado and Arizona. Like, yeah, you know, 100%. Down, down, that's going to be pretty chalky. But if you want to go the yeah. other way with Kopitar and Dustin Brown, I think there's something there. Aiden Hill has been good, but uh, they still give but up But he's still Aiden Hill, yeah. I mean, he when he played Colorado, I think he gave up four goals in six minutes. So yeah, he can give up four goals in 60 minutes against LA, no problem. 
Yeah, absolutely. Petrangelo up at the top, uh, 6'3", Shador, Theodore, wow, 6'2", Chikrin, 5'9", uh, we got Makar at 5'7", Martinez, 5'5", Doughty, 5'4", Weber and Petrie, 5'3", 5'2", respectively, Taves is 5", Morgan Riley is 4'9", Krug, 4'8". So, yeah, I mean, if you can get up to those... You know, Makar is underpriced. He's been underpriced for a while, 5'7". You can get up there. Taves, 5. Um, you know, looking for some value here on D. Do you see any that, that stands out to you? So at the top, yeah, I got a couple guys down low. But at the top, I just think it's too hard to pick between the two Vegas guys. Yeah. And then you look, there's a guy at 5,900. He got a hat trick two games ago. Mm-hmm. One Last game, he got two assists, four shots. And now he's cheaper than he was for both of those games. And it's Jacob Chitron. Yeah. I don't know how you get a hat trick two assists, four shots, and then they price you down a little bit. I think he was 6,300, 6,400 a couple nights ago. So at 5,900, if you can get up there, I mean, he's been crushing lately. The whole power play is centered around getting him the puck and just letting him fire it. So you know he's going to get shots. So at 5,900, he's my guy. That being said, he's really hard to fit in with Colorado one. With all the studs, yeah. 11 shots in his past few games. He's been a fantasy beast all year. I mean, he's a top yeah. fantasy uh, defense. But you can also go in that same power play. You can go to Goligoski at, I think, 3,700, who's playing on that first power play. He's not taking the shots, but he's setting up Chitron. He got to assist that way last game. He just passes the puck to Jacob, and he fires it. So, Yeah, um, yeah I'm looking down, too, at the board, like low, low, low. There's really nothing. Go to L.A. Go to L.A. They've got the guys. So they've got... Drew Doughty, who's more expensive, who's playing a ton of minutes. And then they have Sean Walker, who's getting, he's got, I think, 13 shots in his last four games, same as Doughty. He hit the block bonus last game. He gets a ton of blocks, a ton of ice time. And then Mikey Anderson gets even more ice time. He doesn't quite get the statistics that Walker does, but he's also 700 cheaper. So if you need the salary, I think LA is the way to go. Just because they're kind of hurt on D and they're giving those guys a ton of minutes. Yeah, they are. I noticed Anderson was on the PP the other night. I don't know how much time he he really gets, but that would just be a bonus if you can get, you know, you know, even just a yeah. handful of seconds, minutes, just uh, a bit of an opportunity. Yeah. I like the Walker call. Uh, yeah, he's he can block a few shots for you. These a couple times he's hit the, the shot block. Bonus. He almost hit the double bonus. I think he was four shots, three blocks last yeah. game. Almost yeah. hit it. Yeah, nine shots in his last two games. Yeah, four and four. He had the four blocks and four shots um, yeah. in his last game playing. Heavy minutes, like you mentioned, 23, 22, and 22, respectively. What are you doing in goal tonight? Besides hey, so, Talbot, I like the Talbot call, but what else? Yeah, I mean, you can, you can play the Minnesota guys just purely on shot volume. And I think if you're fading Colorado, That's you might as well just throw on the Minnesota guy, right? Because yeah. if you're fading Colorado, you know they're going to get the shot. So if they don't get the points, it's because of the goalie in Minnesota. I'll probably go Marc-Andre Fleury if I can afford him. I know, like we said, he's probably going to give up two goals. He's not the one goal against shutout guy that he was earlier in the year, but, but he's seven only nine is a good price. Yeah, uh, yeah seventy nine. Sorry, I think that's price wise, that's good. I'd like to play Grubauer, but I don't think I'll be able to get up there. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, and Maddie, you do, you're and honestly, Campbell. you can pick. You can pick the LA game and pick whatever way you think that game's going to go. Just take the goal you think's going to win. Yeah, I like both of those guys. Matt, you're playing Campbell tonight. Yeah, I'm just going to walk to Campbell, click the button, and uh, walk away. Uh, if Hutch starts, I'm going to click on Jake Allen and walk away. You know, there's something yeah, to be said about a- Campbell, too, because the Habs, like, they they have a lot. They the, the opposing goalie gets the shot bonus quite often against Montreal. Yeah, goalies against Montreal has been a, a moneymaker for a couple of years now. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, 
what do you got for us, Matt? How did uh, how did Monday go? It was all blur to me. <laughs> well, I'll give you kudos because you've been sick for the last like three days and you're powering through shows. Um, your picks went three and one. You hit the Edmonton Montreal under. Uh, you hit the Vegas money line. You hit the Leafs money line. The Philly Boston five and a half over. They couldn't get there for ah, you. Just fuck. hung out at five for after starting the game off hot. Uh, shot props. You went four for or four and four to Foley. You missed Grizzlick. You missed Garland. You missed and McKinnon. You missed. You hit Brown, Provorov, uh, Marcheseau, and Connor. You did the thing again where you gave out like three or. Wait, you cut out there at the end. Uh, you did the thing where you just give out three or four, and then you gave and out four more. And then I kept more. going. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, we're at eight now. Okay. <laughs> Wait, way too many. Um, go ahead, Cecil. Some of your favorite picks tonight. Yeah, so for tonight on shots, I wish you could get bunting because I do think he'll get there. Yes, if you can find Nick Schmaltz, I would take Nick Schmaltz. I don't love Garland just because their power play is no longer geared towards him. So Schmaltz, I guess Chikrin too. If you can find Jacob Chikrin on a shot prop, that would be where I go in that game. I'm going to stay away from the Oilers game just because I hate the Oilers. It's as simple as that. Um, like I said, I don't take guys against Montreal, so I'm staying away from Toronto. It's mostly going to be Colorado for me. Nazem Kadri to score. Might as well throw Nazem Kadri first goal and then over McKinnon and over Rantanen. So it's tough to parlay it because I like everybody from the same game. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'll also take Patrick to score. Nice. Yeah, he's going to break out. And when he breaks out, he's probably going to score three or four. Uh, yeah. Bunting like 16 to one. That's an interesting first goal. I, I, you know, I can't find him right now. And he may surface a little bit later, um, you know, throughout the day. Uh, Chickren is minus 105, two and a half shots over at William Easy. Hill. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. I'm going to go back to Toffoli, Matt. I'm fine with him. Uh, Toffoli, uh, Marcia So. I, I love the Kadri call, but McKinnon is in there for me too. Like Toffoli, Marcia So, Kadri, McKinnon. Uh, I'll probably stay away from Rantanen. Um, but, you know, if you, if you want to make some bets, go for it. Um, you can put them in your player pool. Dustin Brown, two and a half. Trickering, two and a half. Um, yeah, that's kind of where where I lie. Um, nobody from Minnesota, nobody from Toronto, nobody from Edmonton, nobody from Ottawa. And, you know, the LA guys is just Brown. And then on the other side, Chickering there and Schmaltz is one and a half. Yeah, I take that. He's been shooting a lot lately. So, and he's yeah. playing 19, 19 minutes a game on a line that's performing well. So yeah, again, yeah, I so hate to have everybody from the same games, but I like the Arizona guys and I like the Colorado guys. It's so. tough. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, that's just the way it is. But you can do a parlay. You can go to Foley, Marcia, so Kadri. You can go to Foley, go all in on to Foley, Marcia, so and get uh, McKinnon in there or, you know, Brown. So there, you can still find a three or four game par- parlay with, yeah. with the Colorado guys in there. For the picks, uh, Montreal, Toronto, under six, Vegas, and the over, uh, Colorado, and then um, Edmonton. I mean, not breaking any news here yeah. with Edmonton and Colorado guys. It's tough, but uh, Montreal yeah. and Toronto, under, and then Vegas, over. So maybe you can do a you know, four-game parlay there. with. Yeah, and the numbers aren't absurd. It's not like you're paying minus 230 for these guys. So Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Cecil. Appreciate it, man. Everybody give Cecil uh, a follow on Twitter. Check out his YouTube page. Oh, yeah. On the way out, who do you like, man? Masters. Masters, I'm going to go. It's between Brooks Kepka and Tony Finau for me. And I'm going to lean for Tony to get that monkey off his back in a big way. So I know not a lot of people thinking Tony to win. I'm going to take Tony Finau. I got him at 36 to 1. 
you know, always seems to be there on Sunday, man. That would be the monkey off his back in a big That's way. Right. You're absolutely right. I like the Tony Finau call. All right, from Cecil Peters and Matt Best running the show for us. Thank you both. Thanks to everybody for taking the time to hang out. We will be back on Friday with Cam Stewart. Good luck. Any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany. Leave a comment there in the YouTube section. We'll circle back before a puck drop. Good luck tonight. Cheers. We'll be right back.